A random encounter at a broadcasting facility. A shared interest and love of all things Marvel. Excelsior! A misinterpreted program title. And behold, a podcast is born. Peter Melnick. Podcaster and comic book enthusiast. And Eddie Wilson! Upstate New York radio announcer still with an inordinate amount of catching up to do. Peter, what are you doing? Here we go with a new episode of The Marvelists. Welcome everyone to The Marvelists, the Marvel Universe podcast. I'm Peter Melnick. And I'm Eddie Wilson. And before we get into the usual rigmarole of today's episode and introducing our special guest on a pre-recorded segment because we did it via Zoom. 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 We want to tell you all at home how you can get a hold of us on them, thar social medias. Because any way you slice it, we're going to tell you. Exactly. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at The Marvelists. You can also find us individually on social media. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Peter Melnick. And there's only, well, there's two places, but you got to like narrow it down for one of them. To find Eddie Wilson on them, there are social medias, and that's Instagram at Eddie9193. And narrow it down, Narrowsburg, New York, or otherwise at Facebook, the but Eddie Wilson page. Which one? The one where I'm wearing the sunglasses. Okay, well, that, at night. You know what? Yeah, that could narrow it down a lot more. <laughs> Until I changed my profile picture. Then you'll still have sunglasses. That's true. The last two have. (laughs) Anyway, you can also find us on a wide variety of streaming platforms, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio, Podbean, SoundCloud, Spotify, you name it. Oh, and we're also on the uh, iHeartRadio app now. How'd that happen? I added us. Oh, nice. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, we're on the uh, iHeartRadio app, which is apparently the number one podcasting platform. I'm going to have to change my list of intros in case I have to do an episode without you or something. Well, you know. Listen to this one over and write it down. I will. Listen to, well, oh, listen to the music. Oh, doobies. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, there. some say that even at this very moment, they're playing at Bethel Woods. <laughs> is, that, is that right? <laughs> anyway. Wow. That's, you can some, all, <laughs> that's some good stuff. Mm-hmm. You can also find us on all of those platforms. But again, you can also find us on iTunes. Rate, review, subscribe, share. Five star if you're ever so inclined. Broken ice cream machines, McDonald's, etc. Don't point at me. You're still rambling, well, so yeah, go. That, that is true. Mm-hmm. You can also find us at Patreon at patreon.com slash The Marvelists. And support the show for as little as $3 a month to as much as... Fla, fla, fla. That's a pretty good... <laughs> see? <laughs> that was good. I didn't that. think I could imitate that. Mm-hmm. You did a good job, Eddie. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to be proud of it. Local boy done did good. You can also, like I said, I'm on calling Patreon. who boy. Oh, man. You're a kid at heart, Eddie. Mm-hmm. Berlin. Something. Vision. Sorry, I'm looking at the CD cases behind you. Anyway, like I said, the low price of $3 a month to as much as... Eddie? What you said. Oh, I liked when you said it. I know. Anyway, support the show. $3 gets you early access to episodes. $5 gets you two Patreon-exclusive shows, such as The Fantastic Voyage, where we cover every issue of Stan Lee and Jack Kirby's iconic, legendary, and fantastic even, run on the Fantastic Four. And starting, well, last month, we launched a bi-monthly series. So every other month, you're going to get a new episode. Eddie, what is it called? You haven't read that? I haven't, and you haven't. Well, especially you. It's about me, I know. It's about us. It is. But the subject of the question is me. And every other month, Eddie reads a comic book series that he has never read. And we're kicking it off on our June episode with... 
The Dark Knight Returns. And wait a minute, but that's that's DC, Eddie, the distinguished competition. We said comic books. We didn't say which type. Exactly. So if you all at home getting ready to write a strongly worded tweet. Or a haiku. Just leave it in the drafts, okay? Leave it in the drafts. Dust in the wind, Kansas. Exactly. That, there's your draft. Yeah, all that good stuff. Now, joining us on the other end of the zoom and string. Is there such a thing? No, there's wires. Uh-huh. So I guess I can count as a string. But we are joined with the legendary Rob Liefeld, and we're going to be transitioning it over to that interview that we recorded earlier. Pardon the audio quality. It's Zoom, whatever. It's, it's different. But, yeah. And it starts now. Joining us right now, we are with Rob Liefeld. Rob, how are you today? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Rob, thanks for doing this with us. I think it's a new experience for us doing it this way, but hey, if it works, we're there. I love it. And first off, by the way, congratulations on the continued success of Rob Servations. I was loving that for like a couple of weeks, you put the brakes on it for a little bit, then you came back, but I'm like, well, I'm still backlogged on episodes. So he just gave me even more to listen to. Oh, good, good. Yeah, I, you know, it really was uh, a product of isolation and semi-depression and you know, I, I I talked into a mic and just made it my best friend, and we talk comic books, and it's it's getting an audience, so I'm, I'm I appreciate it. Thank you. And in regards to a lot of stuff, you know, in these quarantine COVID nineteen times, we got a lot of stuff going on. Conventions are starting to become a thing again, however, yes. and I believe you're going to be in our neck of the woods on the East Coast for Big Apple Comic Con. That's right. I'll, I'll I'll be swinging on through. I don't know. I haven't done a summer. Uh, New York show in a long time. I don't know what, you know, conditions contribute to when and how and why people show up. But uh, I figured um, they'd they'd asked me, the dates kind of kept, it was pretty fluid there for a while, but then they locked it down. So yeah, it'll be a fun one day show. It'll be fun. It'll be great to see people. uh, If it's anything like what's going on out here. I mean, people are showing up in droves that they want to get back to really just being with their tribes. That's really what it's about. Talking comics, you know, looking at comics, looking at comic art, talking to talent. It's its just, it's something everyone's really missed. And this show is going to be taking place, I believe, across the street from Madison Square Garden. So at the New Yorker. So if you're like me coming in through the uh, New Jersey transit system, well, it's literally just a hop, skip and a jump. So oh, perfect. Happy uh, to hear. I think you're going to need, they're going to have to set you up so that you have your own like room and maybe not a small one at that. And maybe because, you know, the, the, the hordes of fans that are going to be there for you, I think you might have to have a porta potty set up so you can't go anywhere except stay there the whole time. <laughs> okay. I'm pretty good at holding it. Let's establish that. I'm pretty good <laughs> at standing there and, and just holding it for six hours. So we'll see how that works out. All right. I'll take your word for it. Well, this is a topic I didn't think we'd be discussing on the program ever. <laughs> we're, we're just keeping it fresh. We're just yeah. keeping it fresh. <laughs> Fresh is always better than stale. (laughs) Now, in regards to freshness, we got some new comic book freshness coming from you. We've got, let's see, X-Force is making its return from yourself. We also got G.I. Joe Snake Eyes Dead Game as the finale of that. And also, you just had the uh, Archie Comics just released as of this recording the day before of The Shield. You're busy. (laughs) Uh, You know what? I'm I'm, I'm trying to just... I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, uh, to just contribute, man. I'm trying to contribute. I, I see so many, I mean, literally my peer group has 
pretty much gone into retirement with the exception of Eric Larson, who is the hardest working of anybody. He is just, uh, you know, Savage Dragon is a mainstay. And, uh, but man, I, I look, I'm here to tell comic book stories. That's what I love to do. Uh, it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. It, it is fun when you can line up a week, like you said, within seven days, S.H.I.E.L.D. comes out and then Snake Eyes 5, which is this big, giant, celebratory finale. And then I've got some variant covers, I think, coming out all the time. It seems like they come out once a week. So it's just fun. It's just fun having stuff on the stands. This is, this is why I picked this vocation. I love drawing superheroes and comic book stuff and getting it in print and it's fun and you make the comics fun you end up bringing out a lot of positive energy in the realm of comic books and one of the things that i really enjoy about what you do is the raw observations podcast especially where you can see that energy come through and you're also kind of like for myself like a tastemaker in regards to like recommending stuff like you got me into a lot of the uh 1980s marvel stuff the cosmic stuff not, okay. not the starlin stuff that that's its own thing but like the avengers kind of stuff where you have oh. the, uh, the korvac saga and stuff like yes. that look so, thank you. The, 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 look I, i'm so happy if you check that out and you even remotely liked it you have no idea what it was like living through it mm-hmm. and and then when i got to be a professional and learned how they had to patch that like just keep that entire saga you know in line because talent kept falling in and out and uh but as kids and i talked about this today on my 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 uh podcast this morning that for 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 later this weekend we didn't know what was coming next and i understand the existence of a previews catalog and and that it is a necessity and retailers want to know exactly as much as possible what they're getting so that they can hedge their bets as much as they possibly can that, that, that catalog exists to, to take away all risk. And yet when we were kids and you turn that corner and you didn't know what you were getting, you, you know, the cover was going to show you an image that you weren't expecting. I, I talk about X, X-Men Days of Future Past. You know, you go, wait, what's this? Wait, Wolverine doesn't have his costume on. He's in a leather jacket. He's got gray temples in his hair. He, the X-Men are dead on a poster on the, on the back of the wall and Kitty Pride is 40 and no one saw that coming. That wasn't in advance, three and a half months, X-Men future story. What happens to the X-Men? You, you just picked it up and went, what am I reading? And then you open the first page and wait, we've time jumped Wolverines in the future. Um, the Korvac saga was one of the best sweeping cosmic again, it, it starts with the Guardians of the Galaxy making contact, right? With the Avengers and S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, all of their alarms go off and what's this intrusion? And then it's it's friendly. Can we, we've come here from the future. We have a warning. Can we stay with you? We have to find somebody. And then by the end of that first issue, you know, Michael Korak knows he's being hunted and he's already, you know, assimilating into this kind of yuppie existence in this Jersey neighborhood while he puts all these machinations together and the second issue, when Starhawk locates him, goes to his house to take him down and gets his ass kicked. And the thing that Marvel doesn't do enough anymore, and they did this in this era of the X-Men and they did this in the era of the Avengers. You get that one page. Korvac hits Starhawk so hard or Phoenix does something so powerful that you get a page of Spider-Man reacting, Silver Surfer out in the cosmos reacting because it hit his senses. 
You know, you've got Daredevil, his senses are going crazy. You've got the Fantastic Four's equipment's going off. Like that, like made it bigger than it seemed, just those little glimpses. But yeah, that Korvac saga, when I bump into guys, okay, so this last weekend, there was an art show in Los Angeles that normally gets about 25 guys. I'll be honest, <laughs> the November show had three people. They still threw it, you know, in this pandemic, but it's literally, you know, six, six, two, about 12 tables total. It's just original art. It's it's one of the big East Coast dealers and the West Coast guys, and, and they put this together. And in it, pre-pandemic, it got 25 people. The reason I'm telling you about the tribes is that I showed up at 10 a.m. when it opened, 150 people crowded into a room that basically holds about 80 people. And eventually over the day, they had over 200 people because people just wanted to get together and they wanted to talk comic books and wanted to be with their tribe. But specifically Korvac, a buddy of mine, and I know he's had him. I, I looked at them 30 years ago. He shows up in his portfolio and he has the original art to several of the issues and he has the covers to about four of them. And I mean, that is like catnip, okay, to kittens. We all just gathered around because our our shared childhood, we're a bunch of old guys, okay? If you're in mid forties, mid fifties, are like, oh my gosh, Korvac, the Avengers, this. And that art is so rare. It's, it's, it's the most coveted. 70s Avengers art by Byrne and Perez is through the roof right now. You can go buy 10 George Perez DC Titans or Justice League pages and you still won't be paying what you're going to pay for one of those Avengers pages, man. Again, it's, it's demand and supply. So uh, supply and demand. I'm glad that you're, you're if, if you check that out, it was as a kid, the last, last issue, again, going to the grocery store, the cover of the last issue, Don Blake is trying to revive the Avengers and it says they're all dead on the cover. And you're like, wait, what? Because I'm impressionable at that age, okay? I'm, I'm 11, I'm 11. I believe what was on the cover. You know, it was before all these fake outs and fake deaths and people coming back and all that, all that crap. And in regards to this year as well, by the way, this year is the 30th anniversary of a certain uh, character of yours. Yes, and Mr. Pool. One of the cool things, you're a guy who I believe when you were on our show before, you had mentioned a big inspiration for you was various types of manga like Berserk and things like that. Yes. And now your boy, he's got his own manga now going on over in Japan. And what is it like seeing that? Um, it's, it's okay. First of all, it's awesome that he is kind of leading the way in the, in regards to the Marvel charge in, into manga. I mean, look, CV Savalski has been um, mining that territory forever. CV's, you know, uh, moniker, his title as, 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 as talent manager, uh, new talent contributor, uh, found him traveling all over the world in the early 2000s when he started working for Marvel, brokering these relationships. And part of that, because um, CB got his start publishing, um, you know, American manga here in, in like black and white independent titles in the end of the 90s. And so he knows that stuff better than anything. And he's lived over there. So, you know, it comes down to really, it was going to be Spider-Man or it was going to be Deadpool. And I'm telling you, you know, again, the fact that Deadpool was, was was chosen to lead the charge over there and and open the gates for 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 marvel stuff is incredibly flattering incredibly exciting and uh i just can't wait to see more of it because i mean i i again i haven't been uh 
to Japan. I haven't, I haven't been, you know, over there, but I, I know the fan base is huge. And I, I, I imagine I'll be over there in the next two years. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's exciting that, that, that Deadpool is getting this manga treatment and it's selling from what I understand very well. And I think it'll do well when it makes, when it finds its way over here. So to the, you know, American audience. To show the level of Deadpool fan I am, uh, I was down in New York City about a couple months ago, and there's this bookstore that sells original Japanese manga in its native language. And your, you know, the Deadpool was in there, and I'm like, I have no idea what I'm reading, but I'm buying this. So yeah. I have a copy of it. Will I be able to read it? Probably not, but it is pretty to hey, look. Uh, you know what? I, I still, I have poured over all of the multitudes of manga that I have. And I can't read it either. But man, those pictures are great. And I can, I can, I can understand most of the functionality of what's going on. But man, I could go off forever, and I won't. On just that, the, they're very consistent in their manga. Whether it's a school about young magicians or ninjas or um, apocalyptic, you know, warriors, they 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 always ramp up that certain level of action. Somebody is going to jump in the air. They are going to hold a sword behind their head. They are going to land and swing it at you. Um, th there will be dismemberings. There will be blood. It will be super violent. There will be actually, and the R-rated sex stuff is bonkers crazy. But um, American audiences, American moms aren't ready for that. But 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 it, it, it always um, it always remembers to move. Manga and anime move. They. Uh, like what's going on in comic books over here in the last 20 years, I call it poetry. And, and I will never give you poetry. I, I, I would be betraying the, 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 the spirit animal that is Jack Kirby, who that guy didn't give you poetry. He figured out a way to open with a splash page, followed up with a double page splash page of some one of his characters, Black Panther, Captain America, you know, Machine Man, the Eternals, especially that 70s stuff not blowing through a, do a door or a wall and then a double page more expanded version i mean you feel the debris flying and the punches you know landing and then you know eventually after the opening action you'll get some some story you know nuggets some direction for where the story's going some characterization some motivation and then we're back with action and man comic books i'm telling you man i went to the store two weeks ago and got some much touted comic books that i will not name but I, it was it was enough for me to go the day of release to get them because I want to check them out. And I'm like, did I just flip through all those pages and not one single punch was thrown and not once that people talked the whole time. And I'm like, what what happened in comics? Why are we all about speeches now? Speeches and declarations, this declaration and this. What the hell? So I I'm always going to give you something that is moving and I'm attracted to things that move like anime, like manga, like Jack Kirby. And it's weird because I do have a whole diet. I, I put it all together last week. It came together to me. This generation of guys right now, the current young crop of artists, many of them are foreign uh, for both, uh, which is great. They're, they're, they're terrific illustrators, but, but there's a lot of terrific illustrators that don't do comic books, but uh, they've all from Brazil, from the Philippines, everywhere in between. Spanish artists, they were not influenced by anyone in my generation, anyone. They, that, I don't know that any of the image guys have made a dent or an impression on any of the current artists in the last decade. And I see what, they're looking at some manga, 
but mostly they're looking at themselves and they're creating on digital tablets. They're drawing on Procreate on their iPads, which changes the line work, the line art, the entire approach. It's just, it's, it's very interesting to see what is inspiring them because comics have gotten quieter is what I'm getting to. The quieter comic books. And where are they going to get exposed to something like Kirby or like Berserker, you know, which, you know, I, I can feel my hair blowing back when I'm, when I'm reading Berserker and I, and I feel the energy and, and the, and, and again, if you can bring energy to the page, you're going to win every time. But that's what I'm saying. I, I just don't see as much of that energy being translated today. One though that I feel is like they are they have the influence of guys like yourself and the image founders are a lot of the guys involved in the cartoonist kayfabe community myself oh, included yeah. you know and no, no that's why they ain't pages in dead game okay <laughs> that's why they're unique we're bonded that that's why they're in there these guys get it yes Tom Scioli Ed uh, 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 Jim they all get it no I mentioned them every single interview those guys get it and they get they love to break it down um and uh i, I was gonna have uh, michelle fife as well because he did the one of the region uh, he did some blood strike for me and he also did gi joe but he just didn't have an opening in his in his uh in his schedule to jump in and perform but no it's a good it's look those guys are great i i, I grab everything they do they are definitely students of the game and putting new moves out there so they are doing it right um, and they're also not mainstream, which is interesting. They're more like a great indie rock band, you know, and, and, and some of the, but some of this, some of this stuff going on in comics, it's very interesting to me. The language is changing. It's very quiet. I've never seen comic books this quiet before in terms of the energy on the page. That's my opinion. All I know is the uh, image grand design might be getting a sequel soon. Uh, did, that, no that book is awesome. Did you contribute to that? I may or may not be contributing to the sequel. That's all I'm going to okay. say. Um, I, 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 the, the name of the gentleman that sent me my copy, I, 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 it's on the tip of my tongue, but that, was, that was incredible energy. Uh, again, that was such a blast. And I kept taunting Robert Kirkman because he didn't have a copy. I'd send pictures from my phone and be like, look what I have and you don't. Um, no, it was great. It was great. You guys, you guys that, was, that was crazy the way that was um, created so stealth-like and just kind of one day existed. It was great. All I'll say is uh, it gets darkest after the darker image, so. Okay, I love it, <laughs> as, as it should. And in regards to a lot of stuff, just, you know, coming along, X-Force, you gotta talk yeah. about that. No, I mean, look, it's, uh, it, it's I, I feel like I'm gonna flip the switch. I mean, I've been drawing pages for a few weeks. They're big, they're bold, I think they're, I mean, I know uh, a, a term that I think is partially overused nowadays is fan service, but there is shoveling and shoveling. I mean, I am giving you heaping helpings of fan service in this thing um, because that's what I believe the audience wants to see. I, you know, at the end of the day, screw it. It's what I want to see. And I've always bet my instincts against what people want to see. And I did that with Snake Eyes and we did, we, we, we drew greater eyeballs and, and, and attention to the characters who weren't getting them for the last several years. And I had a lot of people tell me, just like yesterday with the shield, no one heard of the, no one heard of the shield before. This generation's never heard of the shield. Even some of my friends who I thought are the shield, like, I don't know who that character is. Um, and, and, and yet people went and they experienced it. And no matter what, 
if they experienced shield yesterday or if they're experiencing snake eyes and it, it is absolutely true it's on my timeline i never bought a gi joe comic i never bought a snake eyes if i can funnel eyeballs towards that stuff then then i did my job with x-force those are my babies i know exactly how they are best received so kill shot i think is we're going to knock down some doors we're going to we're going to fire some really big oversized guns and there will be lots of katanas clashing um so it'll be fun it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun ride i'm really excited about it i saw major x is involved and that's where i'm on board major x is, is is hanging with me from here on out man i he's he's my ride or die just like he's in the car with all the rest domino cable uh, there's no reason not to to include him and then the other thing is venom pool is uh is 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 getting some big moments too because it's just the fact that they mashed up venom and deadpool is just brilliant and and of course that was a gaming company that did that he he was created for a game that's now been back channeled into covers but um he hasn't really had a moment in the comics so we're gonna you know and again when i'm i mean you know the stuff that i'm drawing into drawing uh inspiration from is all that 70s 80s stuff that i'm talking to you about because this is a big uh you know, it's it's on Asteroid S. It used to be Asteroid M. And, and I was there as a kid when I pulled that comic off the rack in 78. And wait, Magneto has an asteroid now? He has an asteroid? He operates out of an asteroid? Is it tax deductible? And, 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 and I'm like, you know, now Strife, it, it, it's Strife's uh, asteroid. And and so, you know, what, what a fun idea. Five different X-Force teams from across different points of time. So there's five cables, five Shatterstars. And uh, I think it's it's a big it's a big um, it's a big romp. I think people are are going to enjoy it. There's a great emotional component at at the end that we build towards, but it it has fun. It does not forget to entertain. Which again, Jack Kirby got up every day and he made pages that were going to entertain you. He did not ever have any interest in giving you poetry. Full stop. Now, in regards to seventies and eighties comics, on our show we do a Patreon feature now called "You Haven't Read That," where Eddie discovers all sorts of comics that he's never read before. We started our first episode with "The Dark Knight Returns" because, again, okay. Eddie has never read that until now. We're going to yes. be doing uh, Watchmen. We're going to be doing the Walking Dead Volume One. Right. And we thought, since this is a bi-monthly feature, yeah. we would like you to be the person who picks our December episode okay i'm and you're going to need this time to gather these all right i'm going to give you a recommendation that is the best recommendation you're going to get period mm -hmm. um you cannot collect this this is not available in trade it is not available in hardcover but eddie's it is worth it. <laughs> yeah, right. right eddie's getting his pen and paper at the ready <laughs> there and, and all you're going to get is uh maybe the definitely the first 12 if you can add the 13th in there but again, this, when this comic hit, it blew people away. It only increased every single issue. It, it was a licensed book and it has a killer supporting cast. And in my opinion, the art, the, Bill Mantlo gets, I don't know why he gets this weird reputation because he was second to Claremont for us in the eighties. He did this multi-year run on Hulk multi-year run on rom he did tons of miniseries for uh for marvel but he wrote this book called the micronauts and i'll just read micronauts one through 13 if you haven't already michael golden a okay. generational talent generational talent 
he draws every, it, it's the longest, it's the only run in comics that he did. You don't get Art Adams, you don't get Todd McFarlane, Rob Liefeld, um, Jim Lee, you don't get any of them without this 13 issue run that Michael Golden illustrated with, um, with, with Bill Mantlo called the Micronauts. And literally the, I, it, it becomes an even better, those 13 issues of Micronauts are better than every Star Wars comic book ever published. They like, it came out a year after Star Wars, 1978. The world they build, Baron Karza, I mean, the illustrations are next level. And here's the deal. The whole world would know what this is if there weren't rights issues. Um, Mego and Hasbro now has the license and Marvel created a number of new characters. They're almost on every single page. And so Marvel says, well, we own these characters. And Hasbro says, well, we own these characters. And unless they mutually sign off, we're never getting a trade. But it is the, it's the greatest, not only is it, should you read it, it is the greatest uncollected comic book that we have, period. And uh, IDW brokered an agreement um, right down here, where is it? Uh, two years ago, where they brokered an agreement with Hasbro and Marvel. And this is the art book. It's incomplete. Uh, this, this, this takes, um, this all has original art from the, uh, from the, the, the 13 issues. But uh, this rivaled the X-Men in popularity. Micronauts was a comic for almost a decade. And, and, and to be published for almost 10 years, um, you gotta be doing something right. You had a fan base. And, uh, but that 13 episode, it, it's some of the best sci-fi space opera, high stakes, and it weaves through the Marvel Universe for a brief period, but it does it very smartly. So I cannot recommend more highly. It will blow your mind how good this material is. And you will go, why don't I have it collected? No trade paperback, no hardcover ever, ever. If you don't have the comic books from 1978, you do not have it. You have to get, and you know what? The great thing is they're affordable. They're, they're not going to break the bank, but they haven't, you know, I think there's a couple of reprinted editions from the 80s. Those are probably more. Mike, Rob, i tell you what, this is going to be a reread for me because I was there from the ground up. I've got, there my, you go. I am well, there you go. on board with that. I, and I think I used to see these in dollar bins or something. Um, Micronauts, anyone who reads it, you're going to be like blown away because all, I mean, a Croyer, Bug, Commander Ran, Biotron, Microtron, um, uh, 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 Marionette, Karza, they're, they're rich. It's rich characters. And there's a mythology, there's, there's gods, there's, there's warring races. It's so great. It's so great. That's my recommendation. Micronauts, first 13 space. Yeah, that's it. Boom. Well, this is going to be one where I've never read Micronauts. So it's going to be the switcheroo. So oh, this is something new for me. I like this. So great. The art yeah, alone will blow your, it's so beautiful. It's a beautiful no, they, comic. No, they, they land on earth right away and they're about to be run over by a lawnmower, a handheld lawnmower. That's it. And, and I, and that cover was $65,000 to buy, uh, like in 2017. And then I saw it again, two years ago. And the guy goes, Oh, now it's a hundred. And I'm like this artwork. I mean, again, original, the prices on original artwork is, uh, is just insane. So, so yeah, Micronauts, check it out. You'll dig it. Rob, thank you so much for your time today on the program. And before we go, how can people get a hold of you on social media? 
Yeah, I'm on Twitter at Robert Lightfeld. My my Rob Lightfeld got jacked early and often. So, but I have a blue check. So you know it's me. If you're talking to me, I'm not some imposter. On Instagram, I'm at, I got the Rob Lightfeld. I can't believe that. I got my name, another blue check. The only reason I say that it's not some sort of flex, it's there are fake accounts. So, um, and then I have my Rob Observations podcast, which is on twice a week, Tuesdays and Fridays. And I just uh, love talking comic books, just like we did here today. Thank Rob, you. thank you so much. We hope to see you at Big Apple Comic Con. You guys rock. Come say hi to me. It'll be great. Will do. Okay, take care. You as well. All right, big thank you once again to Rob Liefeld for joining us on the program. For The Marvelists, I'm Peter Melnick. And I'm Eddie Wilson. Excelsior!